let's continue with what we started last week in uh, having faith in the Lord's goodness and, and love, uh, especially during this Christmas. The heart of Christmas is God's love and his goodness to man. It's demonstrated so clear that it's God's love and goodness to man. In John 3.16, very familiar scripture. In John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then that's not, that's not all. He says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him must be saved, might be saved. So it's through his love that he gave his only begotten son. We celebrate during this Christmas and we talk about love and everything, you know, about Jesus. But actually it's the demonstration of his love and goodness to man who had fallen into sin. In Romans chapter 8 verse 32 the scripture says, he who did not spare his own son, as we have seen, that he gave his only begotten son, and he did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? My God, through him. He's given us what? Freely all things. By God giving his son to us, he demonstrated his generosity that words cannot even describe. I don't think there's any language enough to describe or to define that kind of generosity that God developed, I mean, that God demonstrating by, demonstrated by sending his son, Jesus Christ. We know how much man had fallen. Move completely from the presence of God. But God through his love. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 that God, in verse 4, but God who is rich in mercy. Because of his great love, even while we are sinners, we were dead in our trespasses and in our sins, he gave us his son Jesus Christ. What love? Mentally, we cannot comprehend that. That's why we have to go to the word of God and again receive what? Revelation knowledge concerning that love. That love will change you. That love will change every family. Listen, that love of God demonstrated will change nations. But the amazing thing is this, that love is not out there the Bible says in Romans chapter, uh, chapter, chapter 5, verse 5, that the love of God has been shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. That if every believer will experience that love and demonstrate that love on a daily basis, we will never fail. Because love never fails. We will never fail. Because of that, I can say this, every failure is actually a lack of walking in love. Because God is love. How can anyone fail when he's walking with God? So if we don't walk with God, we don't walk with that love, there's a tremendous failure. And that's why we see in our generation so many 
you know, failures uh, of morals and uh, on and on and on in our generation. But by, by God giving his son, again I say Jesus to us, he demonstrates his generosity uh, that was cannot describe. Just think about this church. If one can give his best, his most valued treasure to you, you can, you can rest assured that if, if at all there is anything else remaining with him, it is at your disposal. You see that? If I've given you my best, my best, in other words, in my treasure, there is no other, you know, there is no none comparison, none that can be compared to that which I've given to you. That means if anything else you need it from me, I'll, I'll, it's at your disposal. That's what God did through his son Jesus Christ. He gave us his best. That's why the scripture that we have read, he says, how shall he not with him also freely us give us what? All things. I want to say this, that never doubt God's provision for your life. Never, ever, ever. Say never, ever, ever. <laughs> never doubt God's provision for your life. Never ever doubt the world and its system, everything else, but not God's provision for your life. What does God want us to do? To trust him. To trust him. I do believe the greatest trust that you can offer to God. First we offer, we give him our lives unreservedly. And then we can give him anything. Have you ever come to a place that you ask the Lord, Lord, is there anything that I possess that if you ask for it, I can give it to you? Where your treasure is, there will be your heart also. Dare to ask him, I have. <laughs> is there anything, Lord, that if you ask for me that I can give to you, just ask him that. That's love. Do you really love your wife? Can you ask her? Honey, do you think there's anything that I have that I can give to you? Oh, you would have provoked some things that I hope you'll be ready to hear. <laughs> I want the pin number. All ATMs. I may be at my disposal any time. Maybe some will, uh, will, uh, will respond, not that one. <laughs> can, you, can you ask something else for something else? That's generosity, church. That's generosity that you can never doubt God's provision for your life. Refuse completely to doubt his provision for your life. God is not withholding anything from you. God is not withholding anything from you. Nothing. He gave his son. He gave him up for us all. How shall you, shall you not with him also freely give us what? All things. He's not withholding anything from us. 
Let me tell you something then. That's a secret to that is this. Our great pursuit should be this. Knowing him and the son whom he sent. Because think about this. If his hand is open-handed, I mean it's, it's open, which it is, and we are not seeing the manifestation of the things that we are believing, God, we are believing him for, then we ought really to change our belief system and our pursuit may be this one. I want to know you. I want to know your son. You remember in, in, a, in a, a Psalm 103, I think verse 7, uh, it says this, He made known his ways to Moses and his works to the children of Israel. So what are we supposed to do is to pursue to know his ways because if we can know his ways, if we can understand the functioning of the kingdom, there is nothing that God is withholding from us. Nothing, church. Nothing. Think of it. Nothing. You may say, but why is this not, not happening in my life? Then that's why we need to pursue to know him and the functioning of his kingdom because sometimes, and many times, we have the worldly, worldly thinking. And we come into the kingdom of God, and we want the kingdom of God to operate like the worldly system, that the two don't mix. The two don't mix. If you want to a company, and you went to the thinking of their company, let me give you an example. You're, work, you've, you're being you know, employed in Safaricom, but you want to apply the principles of Kenya Power and Lighting. Hmm? How many times do you miss... Uh, uh, how many times do you have interruptions from Safaricom? I'm not marketing Safaricom compared to Kenya Power and Lighting. <laughs> that won't work. You understand? That, but look at this. Uh, these are two organizations. But think about this. The kingdom of God is contrary, completely to the kingdom of darkness and the world system, controlled by the devil. The kingdom of God operates through love. The kingdom of God operates through generosity. The other side operates through stinginess, hatred, darkness. So we have to to understand how the kingdom functions so that what God has made available to us freely, we may be partakers of them effortlessly. I say effortlessly. The knowing how to function in the kingdom of God brings us to a place of rest. Sweatless breakthroughs. <laughs> it's a place of, 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 of rest. Our, so our great pursuit should be knowing him, the son and, and the father and the son Jesus Christ whom he sent. In John 17 verse 3, one of my favorite scriptures. But when you look at it from the Passion Translation, it's so wonderful. It says this, eternal life means to know and experience you as the only true God. And to know and experience Jesus Christ as the Son whom 
you have sent is to know and experience you as the only true God. Church, that's what we need. To know and experience God. A place, there's a place, I'm telling you, there is a place of experiencing his presence. That changes you completely. That changes you and yours and my life completely. The reality of spiritual things, the reality of the love of God, that you'll have no doubt concerning it, that God loves you. I told you last week there are some there are major attributes of God. You need just to be convinced inside of you by taking time, spending time with the word of God that you can know without a doubt God loves me. I'm going through what I'm going through. Hey, but I know one thing is that God loves me. You become unmovable. Amen. Uh, again, I said our pursuit should be understanding the functioning of the kingdom of God that we may access all things that he has given to us. In John chapter 1, let me, let's look at some things that he's given, uh, what the Bible says he's given to us. From the Amplified Bible, in John chapter 1, it says uh, in verse 14, and the word Christ became flesh. I want you to look at it and ponder and receive it. And the word Christ became flesh, human, incarnate. We know that's the, the supernatural, you know, virgin birth. And tabernacle fixed his tent of flesh, lived a while among us, and we actually saw his glory. His honor, his majesty, such glory as the only begotten son received from his father, full of grace, favor, loving kindness, and truth. Let's go to the next one. Look at this. Ready to shout? If you don't shout, then you've been rained by the ocean. <laughs> but look at this there. For out of his fullness, abundance, we have all received. None has been left out. We have all received. We have all received, all had a share, and we are all supplied with. My God! That's bigger than any shopping that you'll ever receive. We have all received, all had a share, and we are all supplied with. Listen to this. One grace after another. One grace after another. I hear believers, is so, you know, a cliche in the body of Christ. I think my grace is over for that thing. Really? Really? Usually when people are tired, that's when they say that. I think my grace is over. Oh, really? You can, you can exhaust that? He says this, one grace after another. Supplied with one grace after another. And look at this. And spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing and even favor upon favor and gift if that's not enough heaped upon gift hallelujah hallelujah oh that's glorious that's my father <laughs> 
Hallelujah. You ever seen that? I think someone ever posted something of two boys and they're pocketing and one, one asked the other one. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. But do you know, do you, do you know any uh, famous person? Or are you related to any famous person? And the other boy says, I hear my, my, my dad calling God Father. That's all what we need. He would hear his, his dad calling the God Father. You are related to the most famous person. That changes everything. Favor upon favor. And gift. Gift upon gift. That's enough to tell you, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Gift. If you want to know where gifts are, go to that scripture during this Christmas from the Amplified Version and say this. I have received abundance. Hallelujah. And then you can, you can go to all those scriptures. It says this one grace after another and spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing and even favor upon favor and gift heaped upon gift. That's my Christmas. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Look at this talking about gift. Let me take you to the Passion Translation quickly. Do I have time? Anyways, I've seen people are taking five hours in funerals and they give us one and a half hours in church. That's madness and it will come to an end one day. We'll worship the dead, but they don't want where life is preached. I know God is building some things inside of me and they'll be radical one day. And I will not fear. The building. The building. The kingdom of God has to grow bigger and bigger and bigger on earth. Till when the time we are living, they know they left. <laughs> they say, oh, they left. Those people gave us trouble. Where are we going? And I, before I, was, I moved to this thing. That's true. People are taking hours in funerals. And they don't want church to take more than one and a half hours. We bless them. Uh, look at this from the Passion Translation. Uh, talking about gift upon gift. Uh, in verse 16, it says, For this is how much God loved the world. He gave his one and only Unique son as a gift. As a gift, church. His only unique son as a gift. So now everyone who believes in him will never perish, but experience what? Everlasting life, and that is to experience God. And to experience his son. To experience his provision. His gift to us. Go back to that... To that uh, to that verse we read in, in, in John chapter 1, unique son as a gift. Then he says, the scripture says there, and uh, all had a share and we are all supplied with one grace after another, spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing, and even favor upon favor, and gift heaped upon gift. But now the son is the most precious gift. 
So through him, we have all gifts. We have received abundance out of his fullness. Psalm 84 verse 11, the Passion Translation says this. For the Lord, let's read it out together please. For the Lord God is brighter than the brilliance of a sunrise. Whoa! That's blinding. To the natural eyes, but to the spiritual eyes it's enlightening. And listen, wrapping himself around me like a shield. Oh, that's comfort. That's protection. Wrapping himself around like a shield. Look at this. Let's read the next phrase there. He is so generous with his gifts of grace and glory. Never doubt God's generosity. He is so generous with his gifts of grace and glory. What are you lacking? One thing is needful. And you have that one person, Jesus Christ. Listen, you should never, ever, ever, ever allow discouragement. Never, ever. Never, ever. If you feel you are so discouraged, switch off your phone, get some music. Just if you don't know how to sing, Go to one scripture in the Bible. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Sing it in English. If you speak Kamba, sing it in Kamba. If you speak Kimeru, sing it in Kimeru. Amen. And do all Spanish, sing in Spanish. Then end up with the tongues. At the end of it, you've had your Merry Christmas. Hallelujah. And provision is guaranteed because he's already made it available. All what you need to do is thank him, praise him, for he is good and his mercy endures forever. There's no need, I mean, you, hey, discouragement should even, shouldn't even come near you. And confusion. <laughs> that should never be even your, your utterance. I'm confused. He's so generous with his gifts of grace and glory. Listen to this. Those who walk along his, path, his paths with integrity, this is what will happen. Will never lack one thing they need. For what does he do? Say it. He provides it all. Oh my goodness. Let me, let me see if this side will, will receive this and shout. He says this, For the Lord God is brighter than the brilliance of a sunrise, wrapping around me like a shield. He is so generous with his gifts of grace and glory. Listen to this. Those who walk along with, with his paths with integrity will never lack one thing they need, for he provides it all. All. Oh, nothing missing. That's your God. That's your Father. That's the one who loved you when you didn't know him. That's the one who sent the Christmas gift, Jesus Christ our Lord. Have faith in him. Have faith 
in him. Have faith in his provision. And he'll amaze you every time, every day, not only during this Christmas, but as you go forward into your future. God knows how to provide for his people. David says, I've been young, I've old, I've never seen a righteous forsaken, all his children begging for bread. Never, never. This is all God's love and his generosity to us, church. In verse 5, oh, that's the scripture. In Psalm 37, 25, 26, listen to this from the NLT version. It says, once I was young, and now I'm old. For me, I say this, I was once 23 years when I gave my life to Christ. And I'm about to turn 48. I haven't grown here old. I'm about. I'm start living. I'm about to turn 48. Yet I've never seen the godly abandoned or their children begging for bread. The godly always give generous loans to others. Hallelujah. Do you think of generous loan would be with no interest? Oh, the generous, the generous godly don't, don't give people with interest. Interest is what? 45%. What? That's Shylock. That's not a believer. Oh, I know I'm touching some, some hearts over there. People, if we can't be generous to, towards others with money, first to God and towards others, then our hearts needs to be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Generosity is God's character. We are supposed to be imitators of him. So they give generous loans to others and their children are a blessing. I like that version. Let me tell you something that I, I knew when I gave my life to Christ and then uh, I had Pastor Carla share something similar was like, God spoke to me exactly similar to the way she spoke, I mean, he spoke to her years before. But I had it this from, from the Lord, and I've, I had it as a principle. An example, I'm giving an example. If uh, Deacon Norman, I'm, I'm giving an example, he asked me for 100,000 shillings, and then I give to him. And he says, you know, I, I can... I'll return it maybe after two weeks or so. But I give to him that 100,000. Listen, it should be to me that if he never brings back, it will never affect our relationship. It's like my seed to him. But if that's going to affect our relationship and I'm going to move them around and bother him all every day concerning that money, if that two, two weeks have, uh, uh, are over, then I should not even give that money to him. When given out from me or from my belief, I believe this, you should be ready. If they ever never going to pay, you should be ready to say, to sow it as a seed and move on. Or can I say something? Because the King Jemeth says this, forgive us our debtors. As you do what? For, sorry, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. 
That settles it. So you may have to release people during this Christmas. But one thing I like when uh, someone says, I'll bring it to you back by next week, and they don't bring it, I keep quiet. But next time when they ask, I say, what happened to the other one? I take pleasure <laughs> in asking. You, you see what I'm saying? That, that should be our attitude. People of the kingdom, that out of our generosity, we're able to sow. There are so many uncertainties in this world, but thank God for Jesus. We have his word to overcome the world system and stay in much peace. And that's what I want you to, I pray that you may experience during this Christmas. Peace. 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 Why, you have the Prince of Peace, the scripture that we read in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. It says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a, child, a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be Wonderful. Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. Are you liking peace in any way? You feel like things have not gone the the, the way you thought they would go in this 20, 20, 2020? Refuse that and take your peace. You know there's something which is a reality. That which has already happened, you can't change it. But that is ahead. You can choose to change it. And this is the way you change it, through your attitude. And what should be yours and my attitude? The attitude of faith. The attitude of faith. That we are able to look at the future with great hope and faith that God is faithful. It's impossible for him to fail. Let's read some few scriptures that I want to, to leave you with. In Luke chapter 10, from verse 38, from the Passion Translation, From the Passion Translation says this. And Jesus, take this during this Christmas, please. And Jesus and the disciples continued on their way journey. On their journey, they came to a village where a woman welcomed Jesus into our home. Her name was Martha, and she had a sister named Mary. Mary sat down, listen to this. Mary sat down attentively before the master, doing what? Absorbing every revelation he shared. <laughs> Absorbing every revelation he shared. I mean, you can, the, 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 the message translation says, uh, just that scripture, quick, let me read it. But this is what says, uh, the message translation. Uh, she had a sister Mary who sat before the master, hanging on every word he said. You've, you've ever seen a bird, you know, the, the, the young ones? When, they, when the, the, the mother bird <laughs> shows up in that nest, what they happen with the mouth open? Now, think of mother. Have you ever seen people paying close attention that they don't mind how their mouths look? Huh? They, they, they are hanging 
like the scripture says, they are hanging on every word he said. Now, go back to that Passion Translation. He says then, But Martha became exasperated by finishing the numerous household chores in preparation for her guests. I mean, she was busy. Busy, 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 busy. The distractions all around. Rightfully so. If I came to your house, I mean, you ought to have prepared some food anyway. You know, son? <laughs> and then, but, but Martha became exasperated by finishing the numerous household chores in preparation for her guests. So she interrupted Jesus and said, Lord, can you imagine one interrupting God? Lord, don't you think it's unfair that my sister left me to do all the work by myself? You should tell her to get up and help me. The believers who pray that way. God, tell my daughter. Now who gave you, whose responsibility is this? Is it? It's yours. Tell, tell, tell your daughter. You should tell her to get up and help me. The Lord answered her, Martha, may this not be your, 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 may you choose this one like of Mary to sit down attentively before the master during this Christmas, absorbing every revelation he wants to share with you. As you enjoy time with your people during this Christmas, that you can still spend time with the Lord early in the morning and when you are spending time with your family members, you already have revelation knowledge concerning the will of God for that day. Martha, my beloved Martha, why are you upset and troubled, pulled away by all these many distractions? And they really, are they really that important? Mary has discovered the one thing, most important. Church, listen to that. Mary has discovered the one thing most important by choosing to sit at my feet. One thing most important. Can I tell you a, a, a very, uh, one of major keys of, of our, our success in the things you do? Priority. You check out your priorities. You know, I had a talk over here and there and that, you know, they may lock down the city and they, they may lock down the counties and maybe my people may not travel during Christmas. I told Tina, you don't know how much I don't care. I have a Bible. I can stay indoors for days and go check out in the kitchen and go back. Oh, serious? I, I, I can. For days. I don't care. Why? There's one thing which is needful, church. Listen, remove distractions during this Christmas and focus on the person. The person. The person. It's not in the gifts. Wonderful gifts to receive during this Christmas. Wonderful. Wonderful gifts for you to be generous to give to people. Wonderful. But listen, focus on the person. This is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you sent. Focus on the person. His provision is for sure. His will for your life is guaranteed manifesting in your life. If you have that priority right, you'll enjoy this Christmas. You'll enjoy the time with your relatives. 
Mary, have dis Mary has discovered the one thing most important. By choosing to sit at my feet, she's undistracted, and I won't take this privilege from her. Say, during this Christmas, I, I will discover, and I have discovered, one thing most important. By choosing to sit at Jesus' feet, I am undistracted, and this privilege will not be taken from me. I am undistracted. Hallelujah. I am undistracted. That's a Merry Christmas right there. And the, the, the King James Version says this. The King James Version says this, but one thing is needful, verse 32, and Mary has chosen that good part. But one thing is needful, and Mary has chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Christmas is a miracle season, full of miracles. We see the first Christmas of miracles and miracles after miracles. Uh, uh, I could have taken more time to go into that, but just miracles of Christmas. Let's go to Romans chapter 8, finally, brethren, and sistren. Finally, sistren also. In verse 35, are you ready for this? I'm reading from the King, New King James Version. Who shall separate us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril, or sword, or COVID-19. As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Come on, say it. Yet. Yet. You are running too quickly. <laughs> you are too fast. You stop right there. Yet. Yet. In all these things, we are more than conquerors. Through him, don't forget this, through him who loved us, who loved us, who's generous to us, who loved us and sent his son Jesus Christ, who gave us the precious gift, who's given us all things through him. Who loved us? Who loved us? Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Go back there. Through him, mark that word, who loved us. His love enables us to conquer all things because love never fails. If we have faith in his love, we can conquer whatever comes on our way. We can conquer whatever the devil brings on our way. We can conquer whatever we'll ever face on this earth because love conquers all and is generous. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's one thing. One thing is needful. Focusing on his love. Focusing on his goodness. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. And let's go to the next scripture. For I'm persuaded. Not by adventure. Not by herbs. I'm persuaded that neither death no life, no angels, no principalities, no powers, 
No things present, no things to come. No height, no depth, no any other greater thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is, is, is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God forever. Nothing shall separate us from this love. Have faith in his love during this Christmas. Have faith in his love because love never fails. You just have to take that by faith. And you'll find that you have no anxiety. You have no restlessness. You don't look at people as if they are carrying COVID-19 times 20. That they are sweat, even if it reaches near you, you, caught, you catch it. No, God loves me. God loves me. God loves me. God loves me. And the last scripture is Psalm 180, verse 1. Having done all those, having understood all this, I can surely say, I give thanks unto the Lord. For he is good, because his mercy endures forever. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And they are strong by looking at him. For he is good, and his mercy endures forever. I give thanks to the Lord my God, for he is good, and his mercy endures forever. Don't give any occasion to the devil for, to, for you to be discouraged. Or to be irritated. Or to be whatever it is. Have faith in God's love. Have faith in God's provision. Have faith in God's grace upon grace. Hallelujah. Would you please rise up on your feet? I want to pray for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Just lift up your hands. Hallelujah. All of you traveling, everyone, you know, watching from your homes, wherever you are, I want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for such great love. Thank you for the miracles of Christmas. But through the virgin birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. First, because you loved us, Father. And it's through the same love that you provide, you have provided for us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Father, I stand as a pastor to bless your people. I speak God's blessing over you during this Christmas. The Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for peace. 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 Just roll every care upon him for he cares for you. The supernatural work of the Holy Spirit upon your people, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Just worship you. Just thank you. Just thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Glory to God. I plead the blood over your people. 
I plead the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus protects you. Father, thank you for your protection upon your people. Your love and faithfulness manifesting in ways and ways that no man can do for them. And I bless you in Jesus' name.